Welcome back, Wrestle Nerds. Victor Villain here. Let's see who's making the way to the ring. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Victor Villain and Mischief back at it with another episode of Shooting the Ish. And ladies and gentlemen, he's killing everything that moves at CCW right now. He's never met a staple gun that he's never liked. You saw him kicking ass at Synergy's Black Friday. Ladies and gentlemen, the rogue, Brandon Effin Kirk. Mischief, how we feeling right now? You've got a, you've got a nice career going on. Uh, you, you've bounced around to, to different uh, companies. Yeah. But we've got these Wednesday Night Wars and we've got these, these uh, megaliths, right? These huge companies that, that are now uh, putting on shows, different brands, blah, blah, blah. Are you watching? Are you up to date? Uh... Not really. Nah, <laughs> I, it's hard to I keep up. I even haven't watched television wrestling in probably close to ten years. Wow, <laughs> ten years—that's a long time. I do, I do catch up with with like NXT, and I watch AEW a little because a lot of my friends are on AEW, so I tend to tune in every once in a while. So you know, I'll watch when it's on, but I don't really go out of my way to watch it. So I can't even ask you who who's your favorite. <sighs> I mean, his friends. <laughs> I mean Moxley. Like I know it's like a corny answer to say, but like I grew up watching Moxley in like old school CCW. So he's I got a little little soft spot for, for Moxley. So now compare me for a real, for a quick second. Now are you a fan of comparing his AEW of course to the the throwback CZW work? What which one do you style do you like better? I mean, definitely I mean I know cuz he's on I know he did that match with Omega a few weeks ago, but I feel like he's kind of, kind of has to have it watered down a little bit because mm. he's on television, so he mm-hmm. can't do the crazy shit. Right, like, um, like so. bringing a sawzall to the ring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I still love like the old shit that he used to do with CZW. Like, you know, it's the vision of brain damage. You know, putting a sawzall out of his forehead in tournament death is like forever burned in my brain. Yeah. Yeah. Rough, when rough. I think Moxley and CZW, that's immediately what comes to mind, and I can't think of anything else. Yeah. That image of him, like just in the middle of the ring, screaming. <laughs> it's uh, amazing. Like just watching, like God, man, what are they doing to him? He's such a watered down version of himself. I'm glad he finally got out of that. So, Brandon, talk to me real quick. How do, how does your family feel about you in this in this business? Hey, I mean. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> they don't. They don't tell me not to do it, but they don't like that I do it. Okay. I guess. I mean, my mom's just kind of whatever, but my dad is more, you know, because I'm in the family business, so I'm I'm also an electrician outside of professional wrestling. So mm. I work okay. with my dad, and he has aspirations of me taking over the business one day. Mm. So he's just kind of like, why are you doing this stupid shit? You know, why are you wrestling on the weekends when you can come and work and stuff like that? But I mean, it is what it is. You know, <laughs> Do stuff. you show up to work uh, all banged yeah. up and your dad's like, come on, man. Come on. <laughs> what am I going to do? I have to. <laughs> <laughs> I had to jump off the scaffold through the three pieces of plywood. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, went, I went to work two days later. <laughs> Oh man! Like nothing happened, <laughs> right? Like, like a uh, walk in Central Park. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any? So, 
you know, you just talked about your dad and, and the electrician business. Um, do you have any aspirations to continue wrestling, like moving up the ranks and, and possibly getting picked up by one of these bigger companies? Or I, mean, I feel like that's that should be everyone's goal, you know? I mean, I, I know that there are some people that are like, oh, it's just a hobby. Well, I mean, I yeah, that's what I kind of want to do. Like, to me, I mean, I'm not going to tell my dad this because he's not going to listen to this. But, um, <laughs> we will find him. You know, I just, I do it for now so I can support my family and so I can live. And, you know, I'm trying to do the best I can to progress my wrestling career. And that's really what I want to do. Um, I'm not, I guess, particularly at the point where I can just quit my job and live off of wrestling, at least not yet. But that's the next small goal that I have um, is to eventually one day just live off of professional wrestling so yeah yeah right like just find find a way to make it your your bread and butter uh although i hear that uh roh is not really the place to go so what is going on with that right now i have no idea insanity it's insanity uh kelly klein came out and mercury's coming mercury looks like He's lost his damn mind, you know, trying to expose everybody. But apparently everything he said is true by all accounts. It's. I mean, there's people posting screenshots of that guy, Greg, and like, first of all, if you're that guy, why are you, why are you sending these things through text? <laughs> oh, <fuck. laughs> that's, that's number one, right? Like you're running a business and he's like, yeah, I don't know who the fuck that is. Just put him in a room. <laughs> dude, that's, that's your talent, right? At least, like, almost every day, something new comes out. Like, dude, just stop fucking talking. Stop texting things to people. What's wrong with you? They don't learn until it's too late, man. And then you can't hit that delete button. Sorry. <laughs> that shit with what's her name, Kelly Klein or whatever. Yeah. Like getting fired because she was asking for a fair wage. Like, what? What is going on with Ring of Honor? And it's not what it used to be. Yeah, it's, it's crazy, and and she actually got fired while she was hurt. Like she was out with a concussion, or or if I if I remember correctly, and they just texted her or emailed her. They're like, ah, good luck on your future endeavors, dude. Fucked up. That's crazy, Brenda. You're not like uh currently signed to anybody specifically, right? Or you're just uh, freelancing? No, yeah, no, I'm not signed anywhere. Now. Anybody catches your eye? If you had your druthers, if you had to like you know. Like if I had the sign somewhere, yeah, sure. You've got your pick of the litter. <laughs> I feel like AEW is the place to go right now. I mean, that's where I'd probably be most interested. Um, I know. Um, I mean, it, like Impact. Also, I mean, I have a lot of friends that work for Impact, um, so that might be a potential. I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm also not one of those people that's just going to sign a contract the moment that it comes on my table. So I would like to weigh out my option, but I guess AEW is the current goal right now. I don't think my style would work very well in WWE. <laughs> right. No, definitely not. Uh, but how are you with transitioning styles and stuff, if anybody asks you to, like? I mean, you guys saw it on right. I think I'm okay. <laughs> Old stuff, yeah. <laughs> That's true, right? We didn't watch a death match. We, we watched a, a standard uh, six-way fuck fest. It was great. The things that I guess I can I pride myself on is being that hybrid-type wrestler and you know, for a long time, I, I got pigeonholed in this, um, oh, he's just a deathmatch guy kind of thing. And, like, it always pissed me off. I'm like, I can do anything. Like, I can hang with anybody. And, you know, then I started having, you know, some really good matches with real people. And then I fi I'm finally feel like I'm starting to get out of that um, 
idea that people think that I'm just a deathmatch guy because I'm working for this um, this lucha company that guy that runs in Queens he has connections with AAA mm-hmm. and he's putting me in matches with like Dr. Widener Blue Demon and Laredo Kid and Drago and stuff like that and he's wow I'm having some of the best matches of my life with these guys so I just I feel like I just gotta keep doing that and I can finally get out of that because like uh, like Moxley was a perfect example because he was exactly the same way you know he can go out and have a banger with anybody and he also can get violent when he wanted to exactly turn on that switch and that's a big that's a big jump too because you talking about lucha stuff now lucha style that's that's hard to keep up with not not everybody can do that especially when they like I don't speak Spanish at all oh that that would help <laughs> guys don't or if they do speak English it's very little bit mm. I mean it's not terribly difficult because the mannerisms are the same the moves are kind of have the same name so you can kind of get through it but. Any of you guys speak Spanish so you can teach me? Yeah, yes, no, sir. we got you, actually. <laughs> you can check us in the, in the corner in the back right there on the 28th. We'll be there. Yeah. Giving our lessons. Yeah, we'll, we'll be there the 28th for Synergy for sure, for sure. So, uh, yo hablo espanol. We'll help you out. Huh? <laughs> we got you. Who's, uh, who's somebody you really want to have a match with that you haven't yet? <sighs> that I haven't yet? Yeah. Yeah. Uh... I mean, before it just got announced right now, Takeda was probably on the top of the list. Um, All right, Takeda. Uh, when's that going to be? That's, uh, what do we say, January 3rd? January the 3rd. Jersey. I'm wrestling. Um, yeah. Uh, another guy, like in terms of death matches, Alex Cologne is another guy that's on the top of my list that I was supposed to have a match with in GCW, but I think there was like a a snowstorm or something that day, some weird shit happened that it never happened. So Alex is definitely on the top of my list also. Well, mm. You guys have unfinished business, apparently. <laughs> you got you to settle that. Yeah. Any up and rising stars you want to like get in there with that uh, you see? Hmm. I'm trying to think. Have uh, you ever see that one guy that you would be like, oh, I want to take him under the wing, man. Teach him, teach him a thing or two. <sighs> man, some trying to think okay um i guess like uh you guys casey navarro yeah uh you know i've yeah. had matches with him when he was 17 years old wow yeah, yeah. he's been wrestling for a while now what, 19 almost yeah. i think and he's really coming to his own and i think him and i can go out there and have a great match together um he's one of the kids that i like took under my wing and, and him and jordan oliver were the two kids that I kind of wow. took under my wing when they were like 17 years old and kind of helped them get Wow, through. look at that, now, man. Those two are doing their thing, man. Now they're now they're doing shit on their own. They're both fucking having awesome matches. And like Jordan signed with MLW. Like they're doing some great stuff. That's crazy. And then I'm thinking, so, I mean, Navarro, he, he's, he's got a good build to him now. But I'm thinking if you're talking about 17, man, I'm thinking like X-Pac, like a one, two, three <laughs> like- kid. Like oh, a skinny, build. like skinny, dude, skinny right? type dude. Yeah. Like how that that transition must You're be tough. Like babies. Like Jordan <laughs> had been like ninety five pounds, like soaking. My wet. God. Same thing with Christian. <laughs> and it's pretty cool to see that them see them both coming into their own. Like Jordan with the whole young Devin Brooke thing. It's like it's such a great gimmick. Yeah, man, I love it, man. You guys, yo, you guys been putting in work, man. That's not even saying it lightly on Friday. Like you got it stood out. It was comfortable as hell, and he he has that good Who was it that came out for sing, uh, singing him for, for mischief? Uh, I don't remember. But yeah, yeah, the dude that came out uh, 
singing his uh, intro music. Or... It goes well together. It goes smoothly yeah. together, too, man. They, they really get it. And rap his entrance every time. Yeah. <laughs> Brandon, who is... So, uh, when we spoke to, like, Rip Rogers and some of the older fellows, right, they, they always talk about, like, a wrestle dad, like, somebody that, that helped train them, helped bring them up. It was more than just a trainer, right? Like, someone that, that kind of put them under their wing. Yeah. Who was your wrestle dad? I think my wrestle dad and... I guess my current one would be Matt Tremont. Tremont's mm. uh, kind of the guy that took me under his wing. Like when I first came to CCW, that kind of took me under his wing and kind of helped me grow into my own, as, like especially as a deathmatch wrestler. Um, so I kind of owe pretty much my whole deathmatch career to to Tremont. Um, him and like Danny Havoc too. You know, when I first came into uh, or when, when GCW is kind of transitioning over from like a regular type of show to deathmatch show, Danny was always around and he was another guy that was very helpful and influential to me. Um, and I guess my trainer also, uh, do you guys know who Corey Havoc is? Yeah. Yeah. Um, back in like 2011, 2012, he was, and it's weird because around that time, like, I guess wrestling was in a different stage and like wrestling has evolved so much in the past, like seven years. years. <laughs> um, and like around that time, like guys didn't want to help the younger kids that were coming in hmm. and they kind of brushed us to the side. And, you know, we were, you know, the new kids that were coming in, they were ticket sellers. They were guys that would not train and sell tickets and come shows, but he was like the only guy that would, that kind of helped me out. And like, he trained me. So, he was he was another one. Um, oh, and then that's yeah, night and day of the locker room back then, man. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, I mean, like it was it was very hard as a like I was seventeen, eighteen years old for anybody to come in and you know care about me, and and he did. So like, go ahead. How, so how has it changed, right? Like how. So we know that back in the day, right, it was it was kind of like just like, uh, go, you know, leave us the fuck alone, right? Go go sell tickets and go, like, be an usher or whatever, exactly. blah, blah, blah. Here, go, do, go do security. <laughs> right, go do security and sell hot dogs and, like, leave me alone, right? I don't want to talk to you. But, like, how has that changed? Like, what, what's the atmosphere like now for, for some someone that's young and someone that's trying to pick brains? It's so different. I mean, it's like, not that it's a bad thing. I mean, I guess it's definitely a good thing that the wrestling business is so inclusive and accepting now. And it's 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 a good and bad thing i guess because now at this point wrestling will let anybody in and everybody can be a part of it and it's all happy go lucky now and which i mean it's i guess it's a good thing because it's easier for guys that want to follow their dreams and get into wrestling but there are people that are getting into the business that aren't going to last and mm -hmm. would never be able to handle what the business was like 10 years ago you know if if you couldn't like if you couldn't cut it out like you were kicked out basically mm -hmm. and you were bullied out of the business and that would not fly today like you know for like if i came in as a 17 year old kid and i sucked and i just got bullied all the time you know if someone would post it on twitter and that person would get canceled and you know right. because that that's just how it is now and you know i guess it has it's, it has its positives and negatives right you're not the first to say that too man i hear i hear that a lot and it's just you have you have different views on it. I guess some people miss the the old ways, and, and you're right. Uh, the tradition, you, like having to break someone in, right? I mean, 
for God's sakes, you know, Hulk Hogan had his leg broken on his first day of training. Like, it was yeah. <clears throat> initiation, if you will, right? And he had to get up from that. It's he a very slippery slope now, especially with social media, because anything that happens autom- almost automatically gets out. So you can't, you have to watch what you say. you got to watch what you do. And, you know, it's – I don't know. It's weird. It's <laughs> You have to be more careful, I suppose, right? And, for sure. And willing to be accessible, I, I guess. Mm-hmm. And um, it's the part of the shitty part of it is that some of these kids coming into the business now aren't going to be, I guess, tough, you know, because they, they don't yeah. have that experience. So when <laughs> when something happens, they're not going to be able to, to handle that situation. They'll probably freak out or they'll, yeah. you know, botch something. And that's, that's very likely. Yeah. Or when the crowd wants to stab them. Terrific <laughs> 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 heels. And... Not handle heat anymore. Right. That's another thing, right? Like we've heard that from several people. You know that the younger the younger guys, they can't handle heat. No. It, they it, think it's a bad thing. You know, <laughs> you get so like a fan says something not nice to you or a fan throws shit at you. Like you automatically go on Twitter, "Screw this fan. How dare you do this?" Like you're getting heat. That's your job. Like I think I, I remember seeing like a couple weeks ago somebody posted I, don't, I forget who it was. Somebody got a beer thrown at them or something, and they automatically went on Twitter and just bashed this fan about how wrong and how terrible it is. Like, come on. You know, I oh, I think I do remember you tweeting that out. Like, I would if, if I walked out there and a fan threw a beer in my face, I'd be like, fuck yeah, <laughs> I don't, I'm doing something right. Yeah. You turn to the glory, man. That much to throw a beer in my fucking face? I'd be like, fuck yeah, throw more shit at me. Yeah. You turn to the promoter and say, look, he just wasted a beer on me. He's going to buy another. That's for yeah. your pocket, bro. <laughs> the promoter, when I would come back, he'd be, like, he'd be like, great fucking job. You got so much heat that fans started throwing shit at you. What's the craziest shit that you've done in the fan and in the, in the audience, man? Uh, honestly, probably nothing because at this point, like, <laughs> you can't anymore. Oh, shit. You know, it's if something – something happens or like a fan gets hurt or a fan gets hit or something like you can't you can't you know i i've never like at this point i don't know it's it's different like it's hard for people to get real heat anymore because everybody loves the heels and everybody you know it's like i think i don't know what yeah a good percentage of the heels now they get cheers yeah versus their like, booze the only person i can think that gets like actual heat is like mjf like just he actually Facts. got beers fucking thrown on him on TV, <laughs> playing the character. But like at this point, like if I went and I fucking just berated a fan and just was a total asshole, they'd go on fucking Twitter and I get, and I'd get fucking chewed out on Twitter. So I don't know, it's hard. I've you can come up to us and curse us out whenever you want, Brandon. We got you. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be in the corner. We also have a kendo stick for you to use. I'll take bumps, man. We take bumps. <laughs> we <Fuck> take bumps. <laughs> We've been to the Monster Factory. We've been to Rest Factory. We know how to take one. We'll give you two. Just one? <laughs> Just what, Vic? No, I said two. We'll say two. It, it <laughs> doesn't feel good, man. That does not feel good. <laughs> um, so we kind of talked a little bit about uh, backstage and whatever, but do you have any, like, Pre-game rituals, anything that you kind of like do to prepare, get yourself in like the mental state of what Brandon Kirk, the character is. Yeah, I just go outside and I chain smoke cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> That's your 15-minute ritual, like just yeah. chain smoke, chain smoke, and then your music hits and you're like, all right, gotta go. Like, 
I, I kind of like to, um, I guess, keep, hey, dogs, knock it off. Um, <laughs> I guess keep, I, I kind of like to keep to myself. So usually before a match, like I'll go, you know, whoever I'm working with, I'll just, I'll talk to them a little bit, we'll go over some stuff, and then I'll just kind of go and sit by myself and kind of, I, I guess I'm kind of a loner. I kind of like being on my own. Like I'll socialize a little bit in the beginning, but once, once the show starts and starts getting close to my match, I'll kind of go and sit by myself and just relax and then just go outside and chain smoke cigarettes. And <laughs> that's what gets me in the zone. Is that a little bit of a nerves thing or just habit? Just, uh, just habit. Hmm. And I don't really, I mean, it depends on the situation. I, I haven't, I don't really get too nervous before matches anymore. I mean, when, obviously, some of the bigger ones I do. When's um, the last time that you were like, "Fuck, I'm nervous, man"? <laughs> um, probably whenever I wrestled Masada. Like, oh. I wrestled because I love him, and I were good friends. But he he hits hard. <laughs> he's, he's violent, and you know, I gotta get myself in a serious mental state before I go out there and I. Him and I just beat the shit out of each other. So I think that was actually like, like I think last month that I wrestled him. So it's, just, it's a completely different mental state that I got to get into before I go out there with him because I know it's going to be a, like it's going to be a fight, like an actual shoot fight. Well, no, not a shoot fight, but I know it's going <laughs> to be a little more snug than if I was going out there with like Joe Schmo, flippy guy. You know, it's oh, very different. It's gonna be a good. It's gonna be a good day's work. Yeah. Yeah. So you know. <laughs> I guess you're not going to be nervous on December the 14th at all when yeah. you know cakewalk through Jimmy Lloyd. Like I'm I'm horrified of heights. <laughs> and they're building us a platform on top of the cage to go on to and like uh, that just that terrifies me. It really does. I mean, being in there with Jimmy is fine. Like I I'm not worried about that. It's just getting up there and probably coming off of it is the part that scares me the most. Yeah. Right. It's, it's not the going up. <laughs> that's not the problem. Yeah. That's all so, I've been about. <laughs> what precautions do, do these companies take uh, ahead of time prior to these matches, man? I mean, there's always like, there's always people out there, like, especially like CZW and GCW, they always have like a ring crew around the ring. Um, always there something were to go wrong and they're always there cutting people like people get stuck in barbed wire there's someone there to cut you out and there's there's always gonna, there's always people around the ring to make sure that everything's going smoothly um especially if there's like you know or fire spots or something there's somebody there with a bucket of water or fire extinguisher and shit like that so um you know there's always there's always people there to make sure that everything's okay cool cool so they have they have some backup Oh yeah, absolutely. Like when Casey did her the her match on Saturday with Jimmy, there was mm. literally she took a a bump onto barbed wire board with a pane of glass, and there were six people crowding around her, cutting her out of that barbed wire to get her out. So God. they're on top of their game. And she finished the match after yeah. that, and exploded on the fucking barbed wire. Oh, <laughs> right. Minor detail. Yeah. She you guys exploded are on the barbed for each other. <laughs> Did you guys see that? The video? honeymoon was uh, kinky, I suppose. <laughs> fucking exploding <laughs> barbed wire. Fucking shit was crazy out here. We went to Disney World. It wasn't that crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. So 
Brandon Kirk wants to take it down a notch in his personal life, I suppose. Yeah, a little bit. Right? I'm, I'm not as crazy as you guys might think that I am. <laughs> I just do stupid shit. Well, that's a, that's a good balance to have. I mean, you need to you need to balance it somehow. You can't really, you know, go full with it. Then we won't be here too long, I guess, right? I mean, I get it all the time. Everyone's just like, "Why do you do this shit? Like, what's wrong with you? Like, there's nothing wrong with me. Like, it's <laughs> I do it because I enjoy. Like, obviously, I'm, like I don't like pain. Like everyone asks, like, "Oh, you must love pain." Like, no, I don't love. Pain. I hate barbed wire. Barbed wire sucks. <laughs> it's stuck in you. It rips you up, and it like it fucking hurts. And I don't enjoy it, but there's this weird thrill about it. Like, it's like a guilty pleasure, you know? You, you, go there, you, you get a reaction to something, and it's, I don't know. It, it there's, really, there's an adrenaline to it, yeah? Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. I can't imagine. <laughs> I know that when I see it. Definitely not. Yeah, right? When I see it, I get hyped, so I can't imagine to be a part of it. And then I, I assume that, like, also, like, your ability to, like, control the crowd reaction, right? That That's yeah. also got to be, like, a high that that's worth chasing. And people love seeing things blow up. So, like, <laughs> even me as a fan, like, you right. see you light tubes explode or you see a pane of glass explode. And, like, even me, like, sitting there as a fan, like, holy shit, that's so cool. You know? And it's kind of the same feeling when you're in there. <laughs> Bombs galore. Yes. Let them let him rip. Uh, Brandon, uh, thank you for your time, my brother, man. We had an incredible night on Friday, and we're looking forward to December the 14th. And your match with Takata. When's your match with Takata? Uh, January the 3rd, right? January 3rd, yeah. And, dude, I want to close this off. We always do with a round of chair shots. It's a lightning round. Mischief's going to give you some questions. Take it away whenever you're ready, Mischief. All right. First thing that comes to your mind. Uh, what is your favorite cheat meal? Favorite cheat meal? Yep. Uh, Sicilian pizza with meatballs. Oh, my nice. God. Never had it with meatballs. Yeah. And and I've got, like, my fucking... You just blew my mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, favorite movie? Favorite movie? Uh... Boondock Saints. Oh, wow. Yeah. That is a good one. Uh, superpower, if you could have one. Uh, invisibility. Leave me the fuck. Uh, <laughs> you a creep. Me too. Me too. <laughs> you want to be creeping around? I'll see you. No, I just want people to leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> no. That works like that too, I guess, yeah. Um, who's someone you want to meet, either real or fictional? Uh, real or fictional? Uh, these are good questions. <laughs> uh, uh, fish. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. That's what I want. Oh, okay. Oh, interesting. Why? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's weird. I love Leo. I just want to meet him. I feel like he'd be fucking awesome to hang out with. I hope he's more Wolf of Wall Street and less Titanic. I hope he just does a ton of cocaine all the time. <laughs> I'm... His cavalcade of models, right? Like, yeah, that's that's what I hope his life really is. Um, worst purchase you've ever made? Oh, worst purchase I've ever made. Probably buying my car. My Mazda's a piece of fucking shit. No. <laughs> what year? Ever made. Uh, 2012. 
Yeah, that's oh, okay. Bad. I'm falling apart. I hate oh. it. Damn, you need it too. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. I feel like, especially like, because I do Limitless up in Maine every month. Mm. So it's six hours of driving. Oh, dear God. Ouch. Yeah, I fear for my life every time I drive up there because I don't know if I'm going to make it or not. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I hope you got AAA. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah. What is a useless talent that you have? Apparently, car mechanicery is not one of them because uh, you're going to need it. Uh, useless talent that I have. I don't, I don't think I have any. Like, you know, I was actually thinking about this the other day. Like, I don't have anything that I can weirdly do that nobody else can. <laughs> That's bullshit. I bet it's it just hasn't come up in a long time. I bet you, like, you're going to come across it and you're going to be like, oh, that this is it. <laughs> you call us in. No matter what, mid match, mid match, Brandon. Yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna pop in my head during a match. I'll be like, hold on, let me call uh, guys. On December the fourteenth, we'll be there. So you just <laughs> shout it out in the middle of the match to the crowd. We'll, you'll see us there. Like that's it. I remember. <laughs> Yo, HBC, I can flip my eyelids. <laughs> I can't not for look. <laughs> Chair shot. Bam. Oh fuck. <laughs> um. What is uh, your favorite sports team? Uh, I'm a Steelers fan. Nice. And I am a Mets fan, unfortunately. Ooh. Okay. okay. And How we... I'm a Mavericks fan for basketball. Uh, Interesting choices. I, I can see the Steelers, right? Like, you're a South Jersey guy. That There's a lot of Pennsylvania fans. Yeah. Mets, though? I mean... It was just the team that I grew up watching in New York. You either got to choose between the Yankees and the Mets, and that's the team that I chose. I made the wrong choice. (laughs) I'm a Jets fan. I feel you. (laughs) All right. So what is more important, in your opinion, the face or the heel? I think I I would say the heel, I guess, because without the heel, then there's – no reason for anybody to care mm. and a heel is the one that's kind of controlling the match and, and <clears throat> that's man i've never been asked that question before that's hmm yeah i think i would definitely say the heel cool we agree <laughs> what uh you what's know? uh what's your favorite role to play i like being healed better only be <laughs> and only because i don't have to bump as much ah <laughs> like, <laughs> Because uh, I do smoke a lot and I get blown up very quickly, so the less bumping that I have to do, the better. <laughs> that's awesome. That's a fair point. <laughs> that's a fair point. Yes. What is uh? Who's your favorite heel? Oh, my favorite heel. Oh. Hmm. Damn. Let me hear yours first. Rattle off a couple names. Um, Triple H. So, Attitude Era Triple H. I like 2003, 2004 Triple H was fucking yeah. fantastic. Yeah. You can yeah. say whatever they want, but he was good. And so, uh, I think around that time, JBL too. Yeah. JBL had a nice run. Um, I'm, I've always been a big fan of uh, Roddy Piper, Ric Flair. Yeah. Right? Just their ability to get on the mic and make you hate them. I, I, I loved it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, also, Brian Pillman, which I kind of see a little bit of in you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, besides his his actual biological son, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. 
I mean, we both wear leather jackets and have <laughs> long hair. Hey, there you go. That's it. That, that's that's all I see. That yeah. that's the only connection. <laughs> so, Brandon, thank you very much. What is one last thing you want to leave people with? Like your fans, people that are listening. What do you want them to know about you? What do you want to leave them with? I don't know. Just I don't know. Keep supporting me. Uh, like I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying my best. And you know, I'm I'm just hoping at least for the promoters out there, like come check out my stuff. Like I'm not. I'm not just deathmatch guy. I can't just, I don't just bleed. I could do a whole lot more than that. I feel like I just, I just need that opportunity, that chance to, uh, to show people that that's what I can do. And the people that are fans of me that know that, but for those that aren't, you know, just give me that shot. Stop typecasting Brandon Kirk. Yes. Stop typecasting me. Motherfuckers. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> or he'll make you Brandon. bleed. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> a lot. Uh, where can they find you? Any uh, tags of Twitter and all the handles you got? Uh, Twitter, I am the real underscore Kirk, and Instagram, I am the real underscore Brandon Kirk. Awesome, awesome, man. Thanks you again for your time, man. Appreciate you, and I can't wait to see you on December the fourteenth and January the third, man. For you, yes, hella crazy matches coming yeah. up. All right, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, no problem. Take care. Talk to you later. See ya.